If we stop today, I wonder what we would tell our future children tomorrow. To be vulnerable is to be open, to be hopeful, because no matter what people believe, you and I will no longer ponder upon the what ifs or the shoulda, coulda, what woulda happened if, but didn't. Vulnerability has been deemed a weakness, especially to a televised world of carefully curated stories found in the scrolling. But what really hides behind those screens? Did you know it was never about you and me? <laughs> I can see it now. Our great-grandkids eating the fruit of what we sacrifice now, riding on the back of our prayers like the answered ones. We are products of today. Our parents' genetic makeup collided, and we arrived googly-eyed, ready or not. We survived, and somewhere along the way was hurt. Is hurt. Is hurting. By someone who was hurt. Is hurt is hurting and in return hurt us. History tends to repeat itself until the remnant arises. Arise. If you don't love you, how do you expect someone else will? The best versions of ourselves lies on the other side of this fictional persona we've married into reality. We were made for more, but why do we keep settling for less? Rest. You'll need the strength to endure the remainder of this journey. Plus, if you quit today, your children won't have a reason to keep going. (laughs) What's up, guys? This is Carly Janae, and thank you for tuning in to season two of Naked and Exposed, the podcast. Yeah, this episode's different. What's up, you guys? How are you? I hope you're well. Welcome to this episode. Yeah, I wanted to get on here and really just be like, yeah, I don't got it. In the sense of, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be talking about. I don't know what it is that the Lord would like this episode to look like. But even in that is a lesson of pushing past my frustrations, pushing past this idea that it has to be perfect, pushing past this idea that I'm not good enough. And it's really just putting into practice 2 Corinthians 10, 5, which is taking captive every high and lofty opinion that exalts itself higher than the Lord. And I know that these are not thoughts of the Lord. I know that God says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I know that God says that he will never leave nor forsake in me. So even in moments where I don't feel like I'm adequate enough, or even in moments where I don't feel like I have this message to share, that even in me just opening my mouth and showing up, God will meet me there. And so that's what's happening. He's given me the strength. He's giving me the ability to just be to be authentically who I am without apology or even just discovering the authenticity of who I am so that I will stop apologizing. You know, because sometimes our lenses and our perspectives and our pains and our wounds paints this narrative where we feel like we always have to defend ourselves or we always 
in moments or situations we become offended or we become the ones that offend. And it's like, sometimes we try to rush the process. We try to hurry up and get to the end. I want to, um, I was talking to a friend not too long ago and she mentioned like she can't wait to be in her 30s. But how many of us have done that? How many of us are like, I can't wait till I get older. I know when I was younger, I can't wait till I'm older. And here I am older. And God's just like, you still got to, you still got to walk this thing out. You still got to endure. You still got to pass the test. Though in my younger days, I didn't have this awareness of God's presence. I didn't have a relationship with God. I met religion before I met relationship before I had an encounter. And then once I, I said, God, like, if you're real, you're going to have to, you're going to have to show me, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to make a lot, make a hot. You feel me? Like you're going to have to show me you so that I can be more like you. If I'm created in your image and your likeness, and though there was a fall, though that the sin entered into this world and we, we look like you, and we don't act like you. I want to act like you. I want my life to be this representation of who you are. I want people to look at me and see you, even in my humanity. Well, I mean, even having a humanity keeps us humble to know like, yo, like it's staying humble. It's staying broken before the Lord in the sense of recognizing that it's physically impossible to do it without him. And, and I know sometimes we just want to push the fast forward button and skip these moments, but it's these moments that we become who it is that God is calling us to be. And it's, we'll never get to that end goal until we get to heaven. And so my prayer has been less about, I can't wait till I get through this and more God show, show me who you are through it. Like, show me who you are through it so that that can be the testimony, so that that can pull people through, so that I can stay humble, so that I can recognize my consistent need for you. And so I just want to encourage you wherever you are, whatever you're doing, don't rush the process. Struggle produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And when God says that he's never going to leave nor forsaken us, you can count on that. You can bank on that because he's not a man that should lie, nor is he the son of man that should repent. Like he's not us. He's not faulty. There is no imperfections in the creator. And that is where we should pull from. Because I know for me, one of the things I struggled with was the lack, feeling the lack of consistency through the people in my lives. But the reality is, is I've been pulling from people what they don't have the capacity to give me because that consistency and that source needs to be looked at upon God. And yes, God does use people to give us what we need. But if we're pulling from people, what we're supposed to be pulling from God, we'll never be able to receive what the people that God has placed in front of us to help us or to give that he uses to, to, to aid in this process of growth. Like you guys, I'm so prone or so key. Like it's so vital for me to define friendships and relationships because when you know a person's role in your life, when you uh, when you discuss 
any expectations, you're putting it out there instead of assuming this expectation on a person that's not going to ever get it right because of our imperfection. But when it's discussed, when it's expressed, when you give them the opportunity to share their side or their perspective, you can create a true narrative and not this made up one full of assumptions of assuming that this person is on the same page with you when you never communicated it. And so that's been one of the lessons that I have learned in this season is to communicate every expectation. Do expectations arise and not, I don't communicate them? Sure do. But it's a lesson in that. And I'm so grateful for my community. I'm so grateful for my, the friendships that are forming. I'm just so grateful for this lens called my perspective (laughs) that's healing, that I'm able to look at situations and see how far I've come or how much more God wants to do in me through it and not giving up and enduring and being vulnerable and being open And not getting caught up in the trends of this world, not getting caught up in the perspectives of this world that are rooted outside of the characteristics of Christ. And it's not saying shut off the world. No, because I know I have what the world needs. I know that I am a solution to a worldly problem. I know that I am going to do greater works than he. Why? Because God said it. You will do greater works than me. God has given us that key. But if God gave us access, To all that we would do now, I'd say it all the time, we would forfeit it. There's a reason we were born in this generation. There's a reason we are who we are today. There's a reason that we have all that we have gone through as a a testimony. Because some of us are still wallowing in the pain and God's been trying to get us to see it differently, has been trying to get us to heal from it. And you have to, so that he can redeem it and use it to help other people not have to go through it or to help people who are currently going through it to know that they can get through it. And it's like, there's a reason we were born in this social media age. There's a reason mental health issues are on the rise or at least being exposed because the truth is they've always been there. People, it just wasn't named. Like there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. The devil is not creative. And I don't even want to say his name on this podcast, but it's not like we give this thing too much credit. But the word says that this battle is not against flesh and blood. So that right there lets you know that people aren't the enemy. Can people be influenced by their pain, their hurt, strongholds, demonic influence? Of course they can. But how do we be the bigger person in a moment? We choose to be offended. We choose to be embarrassed. If that's a choice, or in those moments when we feel the shame, when we feel the doubt, when we feel the insecurity, well, guess what? A lesser man cannot be in the presence of a strong man unless it announces itself. Unless it, I mean, well, unless it binds the stronger man, but When doubt, insecurity, shame, fear, all of those things come into the presence of the Lord. Why? Because greater is he that's in us and he that is in this world. It has to announce itself, which is why you can feel when these feelings of inadequacy rise up 
But the word says to take it captive. The word says to think about the things that are pure, that are just, that are lovely. The word says that. And sometimes we got to take God up on his word and actually apply it and actually start walking this thing out so that we can be the fullness of who God has called us to be so that our mind can be in a perfect and peaceful place so that we stop allowing this world to give us diagnosis that aren't who we are, but it's not who we're supposed to be, but it's who we currently are because we haven't used the tools to actually walk out our freedom. And there's no shame in that. There's no guilt in that. There's no fear in that. But the word of God is is living, is active, is sharper than any two-edged sword. Like the word of God is what we use to fight our battles. And it's applying it. We learned yesterday to pray out scripture. To take some sometimes it takes taking a popular verse and putting your name in it. And for me, my 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 staple verse has been 2 Timothy 1:7. Like, God, you don't give me the spirit of fear. But you give me power, love, and a sound mind. But guess what? Because fear is a source that I have identified that has been running rampant in my bloodline because the Lord has freed me from it because I have a choice whether I come into agreement with it or not. And I will not come into agreement with it again, but I do have to be on my P's and Q's because this sucker is going to try to get me to come back into agreement with it. So when it announces itself, when it's present, when I feel it, God, you don't give me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I have to keep saying it. I have to take charge of the situation. I have to command it to flee. It has no choice. God is the strongest stronghold. Everything must bow in his presence. Everything. Must bow. And that right there, y'all, gives me peace <laughs> to know that everything must bow. Man, that nothing has authority over me but the Lord. That God is my refuge, my shield and my buckler, my peace my help, that God delights in me because I take refuge in him. Like, it's like last night just unlocked so much for me when it comes to really praying the word and making the scriptures come alive. And so we have to be okay with being vulnerable one, acknowledging what it is that God is trying to reveal so that he can heal it and not rush through the process of the healing, not rush through the process to get to this end all and learning how to be content in the moment so that we can fully endure through it. Being okay with this generation, knowing that sometimes it doesn't call for a response. Sometimes the best thing we can say is nothing at all, but even checking our thoughts in those moments. Because if nothing at all is rooted in a spirit of timidity, well, that's just another word for fear and God doesn't give us that. But true maturity and self-control, as stated in Galatians 5, as being the fruits of the spirit. And we know you can test growth through 
the representation of God's fruits of his spirit being manifest in us. And sometimes we have to have the restraint to not say anything, but also to not allow our thoughts to be rooted in fear because that made the decision to not say anything or pride. But truly being rooted in this knowledge that God has me, God is my defender, that sometimes I don't always have to defend myself. I don't always have to say something. I don't always have to argue. Oh my gosh. I don't always have to be angry. And so when we, we must learn that, learn to engage this generation, to not be ashamed of this generation, to not succumb to the ways of this generation, but rejoice because God saw fit to be a solution to this generation. And then knowing that we have to have a prayer life, that we are answered prayers. Somewhere, somebody along the way said a prayer that kept us here, that kept us safe, that protected us from things. And though some of us have some stories or some testimonies that God has been present through and things that have happened that God is not happy about the fact that you're still here speaks to the testimony that God's hand is on your life and he will use it and he will redeem it. And it's like, you're hurt. You were hurt. You might still be hurting by another person who too was hurt, is hurt and is still hurting. And it's like, we will continue to be a hurt people that hurts people until we decide to heal. And so we decide to take God up on his offer and really be transformed. And it sucks because some of us have bad experiences with people who preach but don't practice the the teaching. But that's what makes us different. We will be a people that are transformed. We will be a people that know God, that seek him, that don't become swayed that don't succumb to the opinions of this world. We will be a different people. We will be. I I declare and decree that right now in the name of Jesus, that every person that is listening under the sound of my voice will be a transformed person. That they won't hurt. They won't be a hurt people hurting people. We we, We won't be. At this point in time, we just can't afford to be. Because there's places that God wants us to go. Like one of the revelations that I've, I've had over the past few weeks is some of us have been in the room and been surrounded by too many greats to not be great ourselves. And as my pastor stated in one of her live videos that we are entering into a season that is never seen before, that people will literally say, I've never seen that before. That same word is now on your life. There are things at your age, there are things at your race, at your gender, that you're going to be able to do that people are going to say, I've never seen that before. But it's going to speak to the magnitude of who God is. It's going to speak to what God is doing in this earth through a people that are committed, that are surrendered, and that want only what he wants for us. God says, I will give you the desires of your heart. But the truth is, the key is, essentially, 
his desires are our desires because we are in alignment with his will. Because when we're seeking him, we only want the things that he wants. And we know that everything he wants for us is best. It's us that has these desires or these wishes that aren't best, that aren't what we need. God says, seek first the kingdom and righteousness and all the things will be added onto us. Everything we need will be added onto us as we do forth our due diligence to seek God, his righteousness. He'll give us what we need, not what we want, because we would rather have what we need over what our flesh wants. Because the flesh is fleeting and it only likes pleasure, (laughs) which that in itself can be perversion and so you guys like there is greatness in us there is greatness through us there are things that God wants to do in us like we made it God saw fit to bring us here through our storyline to speak to his redemptive nature And it's like, it's time to divorce these ideas of self that aren't the truth of who we are because we have to learn who he is to know who we are. And we can't be so married to it that we don't allow ourselves to go through the healing and the process. And at the end of the poem, it's like you were made for more. So why do you keep settling for less? Because when you settle, that's truly in that moment, your worth. Is it, is it God's worth or desire for you? Definitely not. But God is a gentleman. God will not impose his will upon us. He's given us the power of choice. And when we choose, when it's not rooted in the Lord or rooted out of the right perspective, we're settling for something that's lower than what he has for us. And then also I remember learning that sometimes we look at people through the lens of comparison and be like, oh, I just wish I was on that level. But truth is, your level is a little bit higher than that. But because your eye is on the wrong thing, you stop too short for your own life. So rest, get in his presence, learn the word, seek him, spend time with him, get in a healthy church community, healthy church, grow in healthy community where you're all achieving to be better in Christ, where you're able to work out problems, communicate through problems, allow things to be exposed, but you don't go to bed angry because you're going to need these skills for what is coming. And, and, and it's, it's been mentioned before. And even with my book, if you don't have my book, it hurts to heal. It's this journey of knowing that the, the, the healing process hurt. It sucks. You can be good today and tomorrow something new will arise. The, the, the theme of the last show was when you find yourself back at the bottom of the mountain, don't be afraid to climb up again. And so it's taking every tool that you've learned that you've been given and going further and higher the next time. And, and that's what happens is we get to a place where we're so in, we're good. And then it's like, okay, now time to go to the next level. Take everything you've just learned to do that in more. To not get complacent, but to be content and to endure, to know that the testing is for your faith and your character. And it's for the future, you guys. Like for those of us who desire children, if we don't do the work now, our children will just repeat the same old dysfunctional patterns. 
And that sucks. Because the goal is to always give our children a better life than we had. And if we can understand that it starts with being healthy, healed, and whole in our emotions, so that we can make the right decisions on who we entangle ourselves with, a person that can lead our souls closer to Christ instead of straight to the pit, a person that is emotionally intelligent, that can communicate, that's gentle, that's quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, a person whose purpose aligns with where we're headed, you guys, that has one of, been one of the most freeing things for me in this season. Especially um, being someone who never really had a desire for companionship or marriage and had perverted it in in way of looking for protection in males in the in the image of like this brotherly scope to then get in a relationship desire marriage, that relationship abruptly ending because God just like, get out the way so I can do what I need to do in both of you guys' life. Course correcting me, healing me, helping me see the fullness of who I am, or at least starting to having a better understanding of my identity and knowing that this is an ongoing process that I'm going to forever learn, forever grow. And getting to a place where I recognize that God didn't approach me because that was God's protection. God's didn't, God's didn't abuse me because that was God's protection. And somebody not choosing me doesn't mean that I'm not worthy enough to be chosen. It just means that that person's decided and that person's not written into God's plan. Because one person, especially when you're in God and you're doing the things of the Lord, doesn't have the power to stop the hand of God that's on your life. We're just not that powerful as humans. Like we too, as Heather Lindsay said, don't have the power to stop something that's on another person's life. Like, bye. But in that, it's been so liberating because there is, you attract, you do attract who you are or who you are becoming. And at the same time, the counterfeit always comes before the promise. And so I'm in a space where there are, men of God approaching me, but because I know my purpose and because I know where I'm headed, I don't get caught up in the attention because I'm now healed. And my affirmment comes from God, first and foremost, my affirmment comes from my community, the wise counsel that God has given authority over me. That when certain people approach me, it's like, well, this is nice but this isn't who God has called me to be. I am a good thing. They are looking for their good thing, but I'm not their good thing. And that's okay. Because who knows, maybe this was just a stepping stone for them to get to the person that they will find, that that will choose them. But I'm also a firm believer that we will not invest time with God and in our healing for him to send us people who have not. And that's where we can't get distracted. We have to be focused. We have to be rooted. We have to know whose we are because of who he is. Start our healing process. Allow God to do the work in us. Not rush the process because before you know it, you will be sitting in something that you prayed for, something that you waited for. 
And you'll look back and be like, whoa, this is going to set our children up for success. So I love you guys. I'm excited for the next few episodes. We have a couple more episodes, you guys. The date for the next showcase has been solidified. Save the date. It is July 18th, 2020. So yeah, this season is going to be coming to an end soon, but it's okay because we'll be back for season three. So I love you guys. I'm excited for you guys. We'll chat soon. Bye.